Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i am sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good she is the duchess of the dorks it's hawaiian shirt friday she's ashley pickle howdy how are you i'm good i, pr- I pressed the wrong button like everything's fine we're good mm. people were like what's going on i know <laughs> chief among them me i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah, chill we're, uh, bring the vibe yeah, now we're, it's hawaiian yeah. shirt friday we chill today <laughs> is that right <laughs> yes i didn't know that that's what um i didn't know that that's what we did um okay today <laughs> is friday april 30th 2021 is this the last day of Friday or last day of April? It is the last, last day, day of Friday. Of Friday. <laughs> the world just—it's done after Woo. this. Um, yes, it is the final day. Rent okay. is due tomorrow. Tomorrow's May one. Tomorrow's May one. Okay. Rent is due tomorrow. <laughs> um, two hundred nine days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand one hundred fifty-six. One thousand one hundred fifty-six. This is the Hal Woodshick episode. My grandpa's name was Hal. And that's today's cool story here on Texas <laughs> Football Today. My job here is done. I have nothing else to provide. Uh, on today's <laughs> show, my friends, uh, we're going to have our first round NFL draft recap presented by our friends at Panini America. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what happened last night and what may happen in the coming days uh, in the NFL draft. In the back half of the show, it's a Mailbag Friday presented by our friends, the helpful Honda dealers, North Texas Honda dealers. Uh, so be sure you check that out. Uh, stay If you've got questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, the magazine, Hawaiian shirts, what we sound like when we're, the beans. we're talking slow. <laughs> You can ask those questions on uh, Facebook. You can ask them on YouTube. You can ask them on Twitch. You can ask them on the text line, 972-532-6665. That's 972-5-DAMN-OK, 972-532-MONK. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was uh, Tony Blaylock, Rob Hathaway, Tony Venegas, and Ryan Smiga. Two Tonys. Two times the Tonys. That's a lot of Tonys. That's a lot of Tonys. That's a lot of Tonys. Welcome in, fellas. Hello, friends. Okie dokie. Let's talk a little bit about 
the draft. Uh, we're going to take a look at the first round of the NFL draft. This is brought to you by our friends at Panini America. Um, proud sponsors of... Well, let's see if they're proud. Uh, but uh, Panini America, of course, is the home for NFL, NBA, baseball, hockey, uh, and all sorts of uh, sports trading cards, uh, the official NFL cards, if you go to uh, PaniniAmerica.net. And they're doing, find. like, instant cards mm-hmm. for, during the draft, which That's is the really new hotness. cool. That's yeah. the new hotness. Is the is the instant cards, um, so you can check that out paniniamerica.net or you can follow them on Twitter at paniniamerica. So let's talk a little bit about the first round of the NFL draft, which happened last night. Sure did. Um, it takes way too long. It it does, and you know I saw people, thirty-two picks should not take four hours. I saw I'm people sorry, who were who were complaining about Jacksonville. So Jacksonville had the first overall pick. Uh-huh. Jacksonville, as we've known for the past three years who was going to go first overall in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence uh, from Clemson uh, went number one overall to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and th- I saw people complaining about, like, why are they on the clock? Why do they get 10 minutes? They've had, the in- they've had literally since the final snap of the... I mean, they knew they were going to have the number one pick probably in week 17 sometime. Oh, yeah. Right? And so it was... They went 1-15. They did. They, they knew they were going to get the number one overall dra- uh, draft pick. And so they... Uh, but they ended up taking all but two of the minutes to go up there and, and make the most slam dunk, everybody knows what you're doing, mm-hmm. first pick of the NFL draft. And they take Trevor Lawrence. Um, and then they and then there was a run on quarterback. Zach Wilson uh, goes to the Jets. And then the Niners took Trey Lance out yes. of North Dakota State. North Dakota State, uh, who he could have been playing this weekend. Yeah, he could have been playing, we're he could have been playing this Sunday. He will <laughs> yeah. instead be playing other Sundays. Okay, but we're here to focus a little bit on the Texas side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the Texas side of things, uh, three. there were a grand total of three Texas products who were taken in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, the first, um, I don't know if this is necessarily a surprise that he went this high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the number six overall pick to the Miami Dolphins uh, went to um, uh, it was Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama, and of course uh, the Bel Air Episcopal product, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who uh, look. I think I, I I need to go back and look. I am fairly certain he was a super teamer when he was at Bel Air Episcopal. Mm-hmm. This was the guy that we knew was a superstar, a guy we knew was going to make waves. Um, you know, the entire the entirety of his his career. He was spectacular. He obviously had an injury uh, midway through the season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but amazingly, what I thought was interesting, and obviously it, it tells people uh, it, like it's how highly people saw uh, thought of him. Is he went ahead of Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith, Which, who was the yeah. Heisman winner, who was his teammate, who yeah. was the one who went out there and and I mean I don't want to say that he benefited from Jalen Waddle getting hurt, but like his numbers but, are yeah. a bigger are better because uh, Jalen Waddle did get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Not and, that it mattered for Alabama, but I thought it was but. particularly interesting <laughs> that he goes uh, I think four spots ahead of uh, yeah he was the first wide receiver taken yeah and so Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, going to Miami, he'll have an opportunity to contribute right away. Uh, very excited to see uh, a Baylor Episcopal kid uh, go there. By the way, you will notice a trend. Big Houston energy last night because next yes. up, number 13 overall to the Chargers, and a guy who I think slipped farther than we thought he was going to mm-hmm. uh, was Rashawn Slater. Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, the offensive tackle. He's an interesting case. He opted out of the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. 
But he was um, the first person to opt out of the twenty twenty yeah, season. But he was a guy who um he's he's heading to uh gonna be one of the top he was always gonna be one of the top two linemen mm-hmm. in the NFL draft. Um and he was spectacular you know, he is the guy who looks the part, right? I mean, this is a guy who uh, you know, six four, three hundred and four pounds, something like that, and a guy who is a monster, a guy that you can stick out there at left tackle and say, "All right, we're good." Uh, a franchise tackle there, uh, and of course, uh, the the pride uh, of, of the Houston area as well. Uh, as you remember, he went to Fort Bend Clements, so he is from the Houston area as well. He is the second uh, Texan taken, and we thought actually, as things were winding down in the in the first round of the draft last night. We were starting to think, and we were starting to do the thing of like, ah, oh, you know what? Well, you know, two's pretty good. Yeah, two's pretty good. Let's not get greedy. Uh, it's 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 fine. We, I think we were starting to talk ourselves into the fact that it might be a little mm-hmm. bit of a down year for Texans in the NFL draft. Uh, but then, then, then we got a twofer. Yeah. Then number twenty-eight overall, a mm-hmm. little bit of a surprise. The New Orleans Saints take Peyton Turner, the defensive yep. end out of Houston and, of course, a product of Houston Westside. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who he was the first college player in the state of Texas and the only college player yeah. uh, who played college football in Texas to go in the first round. Um, and, of course, the third high school player from, from Texas to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he only played five games. He was uh, he was he was nicked up a little bit, but um, this is a guy who's a, a monster who was a high riser. From what I understand, he had a really people thought he was going to be pretty good, and then they saw him at the Senior Bowl, and the Senior Bowl was really his coming out party. He had an outstanding Senior Bowl, and so uh, Peyton Turner out of Houston is going to the New Orleans Saints, where he will team up with a number of other Texans on the defensive front, Malcolm mm-hmm. Roach. Uh, from Texas, and then Marcus Davenport from UTSA, all part of this New Orleans Saints team uh, defensive front. Uh, but yeah, overall, three Texans go in the first round of the NFL draft, mm-hmm. uh, and overall, and, and one college player who played in, in the state of Texas. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a little bit... Um, it's about average. That's about average for what Texas tends to produce. Yeah. Um, sometimes you're a little bit more. Sometimes you're a, bit, a little bit fewer. But uh, in the end, three is the number. There expect to be a, a bunch more uh, that go, especially today. There's a lot of guys who grade in the second and third mm-hmm. round. That's when I think you'll see the Texas college yes. picks pick up heavily. Right. And that's one thing that I think is going to be particularly interesting is what comes down today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think today, this afternoon, around two and three, there's a lot of guys – in the Texas, uh, in Texas, that I think have an opportunity to go. I think Trevon Morig might be the best player left on the board. Of course, he's from Smithson Valley and TCU. Uh, Walker Little, the tackle out of Bel Air Episcopal, is also still on the board out of Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Cosme from Texas and Atascacita is out there. Osai. Joseph Osai from Connor Oak Ridge. Tylen Wallace, who went to Oklahoma State but played at Fort Worth South Hills. Nick Bolton. I mm-hmm. think there were some people who were projecting him to go maybe in the, in the late first round. Uh, he But he's still available out of Missouri. Uh, and then uh, uh, Milton Williams out of Crowley, uh, the defensive lineman out of Louisiana Tech. That's not to mention all the quarterbacks who are still available. 
yeah. right? Um, Deep quarterback uh, class. Kyle Trask out of uh, Manville. Um, uh, Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. who played San Antonio Reagan, and then, of course, at A&M. Uh, and then Sam Ellinger is still on the board. Some people think he might get drafted. Uh, I think Shane Bouchelle and, and Zach Smith have an opportunity maybe to get taken as well. Jalen Darden. Uh, and, yeah, look. <laughs> Not today, but yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, but but Jalen Darden's got an opportunity uh, to get taken. Brandon Eagles has an opportunity to get taken. Um, I think that there's a couple of tight ends. Kylan Granson out of Westlake and SMU. Mm-hmm. Could be end up going as well. Um, yeah, look, it's a deep class from the state of Texas. Um, I I think you're going to hear a lot of guys get their name called today, mm-hmm. um, and so that's one thing to keep an eye on there. Now, one other small little rant since we are a Texas football show, and there there was one Texas NFL team that did draft last night, and that was the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys had the number ten overall pick uh, in the draft last. Uh, uh, they traded, uh, and they traded. Yeah. They traded it. Um, because I think the two guys they wanted, uh, J.C. Horn, uh, they wanted a cornerback. Uh, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain both went right ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did the smart thing, and they traded back. And they said, you know what? There's nobody that we love. We can get some We can get some extra value. Philadelphia really wanted Devontae Smith, so they traded with Philadelphia, got their pick, moved back a couple spots. Everybody's happy. They got some extra ammunition. So then the number 12 pick comes around. And part of me, and, and to be clear, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but uh, Jerry par- did Jerry things. Part of me looked at this and I go, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say don't trade out of this pick too. Keep taking, keep getting some ammunition. Keep sitting, getting some guys, get an extra second yeah. round pick. They got a third, third round, round last pick. night with it, which was nice. Right, get an extra thing here, or there. Like you know, utilize your your resources. But because I don't think, I think after J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain. Mm-hmm. Sertain was the big one. There was not really a defensive back that I thought was worthy of going in the top half of the draft. You can maybe go with like Caleb Farley, who ended up going 23rd. Um, but it's a lot of guys who who you can dream on, but are probably not worth that priority spot. Right. Um, if you really want a defensive back, which they desperately need, I thought that was a move. Um, and if you don't want that, then what I'm saying is, you know what? you can build up some depth on the offensive line. Yep. I think Rashawn Slater would have been a great pick there. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that you build... I think what you found out is that, you know, T- Tyron Smith just had neck surgery. You don't know how long... I think it's neck or back surgery. Yeah. Something serious. The, the line fell apart last Between year. Between him I mean... and Lyle Collins, and and you know, I, I think you can build... You know, your offensive line has very quickly gone from um, asset to mild liability, you can go and use a premium pick on a premium position, get a tackle, maybe move him to guard and season him a little bit, a little bit like yep. you did with Lyle Collins. There's a lot of possibilities there. Um, Instead... You know, there were, there were a few different things they could have done there. Instead... Uh, they took Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, Another linebacker the linebacker who has from field issues. Penn State. Uh, so let me just let me just tell you about some of the history of the Cowboys drafting using premium picks. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, uh, Leighton Vanderesh, nineteenth overall, two thousand eighteen. Okay. Um, then remember they took Jalen Smith, thirty fourth overall, in uh, in in twenty sixteen. Okay. Uh, that was after they took Randy Gregory, <laughs> an outside linebacker, sixtieth overall. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, remember, now this doesn't really count as a fourth round, but they took Anthony Hitchens uh, there. That all goes back to a lot of different guys. Remember, they took Sean Lee, 55th overall. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, they took, uh, if you want to go back, you can talk about Bobby Carpenter. Yep. Uh, they took uh, 18th overall in 2006. So what you're saying is... And here's <laughs> the thing. I'm not saying that you don't need linebackers. I'm not saying you don't need linebackers. But A, you have now spent an enormous amount of capital mm-hmm. on linebackers. Who won. And, 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 and the thing is... Guys, it appears to me that the Dallas Cowboys are trying to win the Super Bowl in 1997. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Because all of these guys, Micah Parsons included, they are run-and-hit linebackers. Okay, They are, fundamentally, they are car-crash linebackers. Mm-hmm. They are not guys who are, in my opinion, who they are not the hybrid guys that you can leave on the field for every formation. If you go in a dime package, you have to take guys like Micah Parsons, unless you're going to line them up at defensive end, off the field. Yep. And, and then... so now, like, and I guess I just don't understand, like, like, but it goes back to what they did with, with, with Ezekiel Elliott too, that nobody in the world should be taking a linebacker or a running back mm-hmm. that plays like this, that cannot drop into coverage. Because from what we understand, I've watched a little bit of tape on it, Micah Parsons in pass coverage is not the guy you want. No. Okay? That all works if this is 1997. But it's not. You have to have those hybrid linebackers, and instead they continue to pump premium picks into it with Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch and Sean Lee, all these guys, on the idea of like, well, this is the guy. This is the one who's going to fix our linebacker core. When you have all these other problems. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And what I think it is, because here's the thing. Micah Parsons is a really impressive specimen. Okay. And I love using words like that. But like you watch him play football and you're like, okay, this guy looks, his highlight film is fun. Okay. His highlight film is really, really fun. But does that translate to the NFL? Like, and especially, like, guys, it's not a surprise that Sean Lee and Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch have struggled to pl- stay healthy. Do you know why? Because linebackers and running backs are fundamentally treated as disposable in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't get drafted that high. So unless there's basically one exception in recent memory, and that's Luke Keekley. If you draft Micah Parsons and he turns into Luke Keekley. I'm happy to say mea culpa. But right now, it just feels like they have this addiction to run and hit linebackers who would be who are like old school. And I'm just not sure that's the way the NFL's played these days. No. So it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's and another Big Ten linebacker. Like <laughs> I don't and, know. And one again that is so on brand and has some off the but, field issues. Well, too. there's and there that's a, there, there's also it's, the there's also character issues and 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 that and that's that's its own thing. Um, I just I don't know I don't know man I was sitting there. Oh, he thinking, went full. He went full Jerry. There was that's, no that's doubt about it. Is we, you have you have the hope that something's going to get taken. They only sit there and look at the one player that they wanted, and it got taken. He got taken the the pick beforehand so Jerry freaked and he had two picks to sit there and collect his thoughts and then said you know what linebacker do it yeah bet you won't and then it's the same thing over and over and over again they keep putting their hand on the stove and they don't learn so this is particularly interesting but um 
I mean, they just they they love they love Big Ten guys, right? And 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 Notre Dame is kind of semi Big Ten, so I'd even lump them in there as well. But Connor McGovern, last year mm-hmm. or twenty nineteen, uh, they took him in the third round. Um, Taco Charlton, remember him? I try not to. Twenty eighth overall from Michigan. Oh yeah. They took Jordan Lewis, the corner from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, of course, from Ohio State. Not to mention Notre Dame. Uh, not to mention Malik Collins, the defensive tackle out of Nebraska. Yeah. Um, they took Randy Gregory out of Nebraska. They took Zach Martin out of Notre Dame. Now, Zach Martin, I think everybody agrees, was pretty darn good. Yep. Uh, they took Anthony Hitchens out of Iowa. They took Travis Frederick out of Wisconsin. Like, they have a type. Mm-hmm. They have oh, a yeah. type. So maybe we should have seen this coming. No, but it absolutely. Just, it just strikes me as you, you have so easy. many different needs, and you have this one premium pick, and you're going to use it on a guy who historically plays a position and plays a style that is that is that is. It's past the day. He's in a car crash, 60 snaps a game. Yep. And it's just like, I don't know why you spend a premium pick on that. That's me. That's my take on the Cowboys pick. The Texans didn't pick, so they are they are spared my fury. Which, that's a whole nother that's fire. That's its own little thing. Just... But hey, <laughs> the value of, of trading all your picks to get Laramie Tunsil is... Uh, is something. The value is that I don't, I don't sit here and criticize your pick. So there you go. They played the long game. <laughs> We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package, two magazines a year's worth of exclusive online content. If you want the 2021 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the reason I look so tired, mailed to you before it hits newsstands, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, it's Mailbag Friday, and it's brought to you by our good friends at the North Texas Honda Dealers. The North Texas Honda dealers want to help you score some great deals on award-winning Hondas. Stop by your helpful Honda dealer today or visit ntxhondadealers.com to learn more. So send us your questions, high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, anything you got. If you want to complain about the NFL draft, you can. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Uh, let us know uh, on uh, on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube, or you can text us 972-532-6665. That's 972-5-DAMN-OK, 972-532-MONK. Or if you want to ask us now that we're barbecue experts, uh, we can we can field your barbecue yeah. questions as well. Uh, but please please know, I want to be very clear, we are experts at eating barbecue. Mm-hmm. We are not experts at making barbecue. So if you want some or advice judging. on how to... judging. That's if you, powers. If you, want to, if you want some advice on how to eat barbecue, I can help you there. So fire up, fire up, let us know. Your uh, questions, uh, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and on the text line. Pickle? Um, Derek Del Rio asked, out of the first round, who's going to be a possible bust? I think you understand our feeling on the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, look, it, look, I think Micah Parsons is a super talented player. I just don't know that that is where I would spend my draft capital. That's just me. Right. First round pick that I think could be a bust. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I mean, I have my I have my doubts about Mac Jones. Yep. Uh, I I I don't think that's a necessarily a real original take. Yeah. I think Mac Jones could be a pro, you know, could end up being uh, a guy that that just doesn't pan out. Trey Lance is really interesting. Yeah. Trey Lance could like I think he's, all, he's only th- played like seventeen games in high school and college. So he's thrown like he's like thrown four hundred and five yards. He's thrown four hundred passes. Yeah. In, or, yeah. In in high school and college combined. 
like 400 passes. Now, I will say that I do think that they um, that when you take a look at, at, I think a lot of this is Josh Allen's fault. This is this has got big Josh Allen energy mm-hmm. in the sense that um, a he's from that part of the world, right? And b people are like, well, he doesn't have that experience, but we see the tools. Mm-hmm. If Josh Allen hadn't hadn't panned out, Trey Lance doesn't go third overall. Um, but there's no guarantee that's going to work out. I think he he's got boomer bust potential um, there. You know, people. I do respect the 49ers for taking him over Mac Jones, though. Oh yeah, like I think you one hundred percent. Also, I just wanted to watch the Bears trade their life away so bad, so yeah. we could make fun of Shahan, but it didn't end up happening. So they the, got a good pick. Look, the other things <laughs> about it is, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, look, all the quarterbacks, maybe the exception of like Trevor Lawrence, who I think people are like could be like the one. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are are you know you never know. The other one that I'm a little bit concerned about, um. And keep an eye on this, but the Raiders took Alex Leatherwood, the tackle out mm-hmm. of Alabama, and I it, can't believe they used their talk it, about using capital. Mm-hmm. Now they Ooh. need it. Now they need a tackle, but it's like that was. I don't think he was even the best tackle available. No, no. I would have taken all. the kid from Virginia Tech over him, but um, but that that's one that could come back to bite them. But there's a lot of the I think there's a lot of uh, they're them banking on. He's an Alabama offensive lineman. He'll be pretty good. Um, those are the ones that immediately spring to mind. Um, that that could be end up being busts. And then the other mm-hmm. thing is like, look, I love Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's a superstar. Yeah, but he is small. Yep. And and does that play in the NFL? Like we'll find out. Now he's going to Philadelphia where they're going to sling it around. I was just to say you got to have that. You transition into a. You need a Cole Beasley performance yeah. out of him. Like you need to send him running the slot, or else it's, I don't see it happening on a wideout like that. I he's mean, not that's big thing. enough. He's probably not the number one overall. Like he's not the number. He's not a number one guy. Mm-mm. But you know, receivers. You know, the days of you got to be Megatron to be like a number one receiver. Those are going away. Yeah. And. And let's remember I think he'll make a great that slot um, Deshaun Jackson was a number one receiver for the Eagles for a long time. And he's mm-hmm. smallish, although I believe Devontae Smith is a little bit smaller. Um, I don't know. Uh, th- you never know. It's all a guessing game. We're all taking, you know, we're, you know, and you never know how these things are going to shake out. But those are the ones that immediately spring to mind. Aaron Flynn asked uh, for a mailbag, what is your favorite kind of panini? And I have a feeling he meant sandwich. Mm. version panini <laughs> mm. instead of i um i love the um the the little packs of cards that you get and you get to open them up those are my favorite kind of panini. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> um i haven't had a panini on that i haven't either my aunt had a panini maker and used to make them for us when we were kids or like let us put stuff on there mm-hmm. but yeah no that's that's mm-hmm. yeah panini a, a panini sandwich let me be very clear. Let me be it's very specific here. It's basically just like a toasted... But a panini sandwich feels like a lot of work, like unless you have a very specific kind of, um, like, you know... I just look at paninis, the sandwiches, as like I mean, the just cube, a toasted the cube, sandwich. The Cuban sandwich is elite, but it's like you, you got to have like the panini maker, and it's like that takes up a lot of space. I don't know if that's necessarily what I'm doing. Yeah. I like panini America more than I like panini sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. What is your favorite movie? All time? Yeah. Again, it's like you like. I can't. I can't narrow. I it think you. I think you've got to balance out. You need genre um, in my. Well, opinion. you can either do genre or you can do like. Are you talking about like? 
a movie that I think is exceptionally well made and like is just cinematic like, is wise. cinematically unbelievable. Yeah. Or are you talking about like a movie that I love sitting down and watching a million times? And the second one, the answer is easy. It's The Running Man. Okay. I love The Running Man. I think <laughs> it's I think I think it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's best movie. Um, I think that it's got just so much goofy campiness. It is not a cinematic masterpiece, mm-hmm. but uh, The Running Man is great. And it's just like. It's just such a great conceit. It's such a great idea, like a great concept. Uh, that movie is is great. You know what other movie is really good? What? Demolition Man. You ever seen Demolition I Man? I have not, no. Demolition Man, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, takes place in the future. Um, it, it's like a super sanitized future, mm-hmm. and um, then Wesley Snipes is like this one guy who like nobody can handle him because he's like, a gangster from like a bygone era and so they have to unfreeze Sylvester Stallone to go and get him. It's a great world. Like it's really, it's really <laughs> fun. And Taco Bell's the only uh restaurant that exists in this world. So oh, that's well, something worth mentioning. That's nice. It's a it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I always like I've always loved Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. That's just one of those that yeah, you can throw it on and mm-hmm. whatever. Um I well here's another question I guess I can say this before I give this opinion what are your thoughts on musicals overall i like them overall i like them okay um i don't know if i don't know if i will seek them out right but like if my wife is like let's go watch hamilton yeah or let's go watch um this or that and like yeah i like i don't know I'm still, i like talent my wife made me watch uh, the greatest showman and the greatest showman was really good i liked it i'm not i've never time. been a big musical fan mm-hmm. really ever um, okay, do you count like Disney movies as musicals? Because they're fundamentally musicals. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay, you are right though. But that's what I was gonna say. Is like like guilty pleasure movie Grease. I love Grease. Always have. Always will. Okay, we differ. Not a fan. Do you want me to go? Well, yeah. I think Grease sucks. Hmm. I think Chris sucks. I think the music sucks. I think the acting sucks. I think all of it sucks. I think it's wonderful. I think it's. I think, I it's, think it's fantastic I, I, in every and I know, stretch I know I'm of pro- the way. I know I'm probably in the minority, but I think Grease sucks. Uh, maybe I just don't <laughs> get it. Maybe I'm too dumb to get it. That's entirely possible. I just don't get go. it. We'll roll with that one. Okay, that's fine. Do we have one more? Um. Or are we done? We can go. Well, someone, <laughs> Tony Blaylock, then asked, "What's your favorite documentary movie?" And you can't say Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, my favorite documentary movie. Oh, Ooh. oh God! I don't know if I want to recommend it. Okay. But um, oh God, I I, I might have even mentioned this on um on a on a past show, but there is a documentary that I guess let me see where you can find it. Um, you can watch it on Tubi for free. I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. Um, it's called Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father. You have... I did. I recommended this. Yeah, and I told... Okay? Like, I haven't watched it yet because I've... I just... It's the <sighs> saddest movie of all time. I know. I just can't it's make the, myself it, it sit is down a, and do that. Yeah. I, like, you have, to, you have to be like, I want to cry. If yeah. you need a good cry, uh, watch Dear Zachary, A Letter on, to a Son About His Father. Because it's on... You sent it to me on YouTube, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's it's the worst. It's the worst movie but I uh, like the documentary is, is like if you talk about movies that have stuck with me, like I think about that every once in a while. I'm just like, ah, ah, yes. Uh, Dear Zachary, a letter to his son about his father. But I do like I, I like documentaries. I 
have become big documentary person. I like documentaries. I, um, you know what I really liked? And this, I don't think, like you said, it wasn't like a cinematic masterpiece or anything, but something that I thought was so cool. Did you ever watch the Firefest documentaries? I did. I think I, I watched one of them. One of Okay. The reason I like that so much was because Netflix had one from the perspective of the people who like put on the mm-hmm. Fire Festival thing, and then Hulu or well, one it, it was reversed one of the way I don't know, and then the other documentary was based on like the other people's perspective of it. So to sit there and be able to get both sides of the story in like a full feature documentary, that was awesome. What I'm worried about though, I nerded is out. I do worry about the do- the future of the documentary. Because I think that the documentary series is becoming the hotness. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, oh, we got to make like a four. We got to do um, make, Making a Murderer. Or we've got to do um, Tiger King and uh-huh. stuff like that. And what ends up happening is a lot of these, mm-hmm. it's like, this could just be a 90-minute movie and it would be good. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, for example, this there's there's one on Netflix right now that I want to go watch uh, about that the art heist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it's really good, but I've also heard people who are like, yeah, it's just too long. And I'm like, why can't you just shorten it and get it into like 140 minutes? Right. And we can be done. Or not 140 minutes, but an hour 40. Yeah. 100 minutes. And be done. Like... That's the thing I'm worried about that people are like, no, we got to do like a limited series and this and that. And it's like, because that's the new hotness. But mm-hmm. like a good sit down 90 minute story is is like sometimes you just want that. Yeah, I don't want to watch six everyone's, episodes. I was say, everyone's breaking it into episodes, which and, and what it is go either way. But the pro- here's the thing. That's fine if you've got a lot. That's fine if yeah. you've got enough to fill There's it. no reason. Okay, I get what, what you're saying. What There's I no don't want stretch. is I don't want I don't want you to take a spoonful of peanut butter and spread it over four pieces of bread. Right. What I want you to do is just put that bad boy on one piece of bread and let me eat it. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just too much bread, not enough butter. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, uh, I really got. And that's, that's like just spread too thin. And there have been a couple of documentaries. There was one called like Nightcrawler. It was about like a, it was about like a, a, a serial killer in, in LA in the eighties. And the whole time it's like, it's like, four or five hour long episodes and the whole time I'm thinking this needs to be 90 minutes. And I guess Move maybe this that's thing along. why I we don't need all the granular details. You just need to edit better. Maybe that's why I really like the fire festival one because that was some of the last one. Like that's one of the, that's a very recent one that's been put on Netflix that they, or Hulu that they did well and didn't make it go way longer than no. it needed to. Exactly. Cause they could have broken that up, yeah. but they didn't, which was good. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with... Oh! Oh, one more to recommend. Oh, okay. Um, make sure. It's called Tickled. You have told me about this, and I don't remember com- what it it's is. It's about competitive tickling. Oh, yeah. Ew. Mm-mm. No. Wait. It is mm. kind of. Just watch it. The less I say, the better. It's called <laughs> you, Tickled. Yeah, you, you can watch it on that. Tubi, I guess. I guess I don't know. You can watch it. It might even be on 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 YouTube. Uh, it's about it's about competitive tickling. Uh, watch it. It's not what you think. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. That's gonna do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. The plan is to do a show on Monday, but it might be on tape. I'm just being honest. I have an interview. I have to do it at at noon with a coach. So we'll, we'll see. figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see you Monday on Texas Football Today. Thank <laughs> you.